Yes, good morning to you all. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center. That's in Random Lake, Wisconsin. Not just any lake, but a random one. The only random one, actually, in Wisconsin, uh, I think in the country. Unlike, uh, say, Springfield, which there's one of those in every state. <laughs> uh, this is the only random lake. Uh, Sheboygan County. Mm, so north of Milwaukee, south of Sheboygan, on the west part of the county. All right. And uh, we come to you each day for a congregation of prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's word. Come to you every day, regardless of what it's like outside. Today, uh, a little gloomy. It's going to rain here in a bit. Um, or when it's sunny and, and uh, bright. All right. So I've got my extra lights on today so that you can see me. Otherwise, it'd be a little dark in here. All right. Today, our catechesis will continue in First Kings, now chapter 4, looking at Solomon's uh, reign, his kingdom. We begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We say our memory verse for this week. By the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Romans 3, verse 20. And our psalm, Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. For he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a, of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. First reading today, continuation from the uh, epistle of St. James, now chapter 4, verse 13. Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good, and does not do it, to him it is sin. All right, so uh, I, I'm struck by that apocryphal um, proverb from Luther. Uh, it's not, we're not really confident that Luther's ever said it, um, um, but I still think it's true, and it reflects upon what we read here in James. If you knew tomorrow that the world was going to um, end, and that Jesus was going to come again, what would you do today? And uh, Luther, it, again, apocryphally, uh, is quoted as saying, well, I would plant a tree. I would plant a tree. And, what, and that's what he's referring to here. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. 
to claim to know what will tomorrow will bring um, is to be arrogant um, and such boasting is evil, but rather um, to do what is good today while it is set before you and to let tomorrow worry about itself, to quote Jesus uh, from the Gospels. Um, So your plans, your boasting, your intentions, um, they may come, they may not. And again, I love this. uh, It's almost a caveat, right? If the Lord wills. But of course, that's true, um, that the Lord moderates everything that we uh, experience, right? He knows, and he plans, and he foresees, and he guides us. Um, so that all things work together for um, not only your good, but for the good of those who love Jesus and are called according to his purpose, right? So say, if the Lord wills, I will do this or that. Or uh, as the famous proverb goes that I've heard around here, if the creek bed don't rise. (laughs) All right. And then our reading today for catechesis comes from 1 Kings now chapter 4. So King Solomon was king over all Israel. Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand by the sea in the in multitude, eating and drinking and rejoicing. So Solomon reigned over all kingdoms from the river to the land of the Philistines as far as the border of Egypt. They brought tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. Now Solomon's provision for one day was 30 cores of fine flour, 60 cores of meal, 10 fatted oxen, 20 oxen from the pastures, and 100 sheep, besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and fatted fowl. For he had dominion over all the region on the side of the river, on this side of the river, from Tifsa even to Gaza, namely over all the kings on this side of the river, and he had peace on every side all around him. And Judah and Israel dwelt safely, each man under his vine and his fig tree, from Dan as far as Beersheba, all the days of Solomon. Solomon had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots and 12,000 horsemen. And these governors, each man in his month, provided food for King Solomon and for all who came to King Solomon's table. There was no lack in their supply. They also brought barley and straw to the proper place for the horses and steeds, each man according to his charge. And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and largeness, largeness of heart like the sand on the seashore. Thus Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the men of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt, for he was wiser than all men, than Ethan the Ezrahite, and Haman and Chalcol and Darda and the sons of Mahal, and his fame was in all the surrounding re- nations. He spoke th- 3,000 proverbs, and his songs were 1,005. And he spoke of trees from the cedar tree of Lebanon, even to the hyssop that springs out of the wall. He also spoke, or he spoke also of animals, of birds, of creeping things, and of fish. And men of all nations, from all the kings of the earth, who had heard of his wisdom, came near, or came to hear, excuse me, the wisdom of Solomon. There ends the reading. All right, looking at verse 20, um, what are the two things here that indicate God's faithfulness? two things. Well, the first is, is that Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand on the seashore, being faithful again to the promise made to Abraham, um, here in, well, in a temporal way. And of course, the promise made to Abraham is fulfilled now in the church. And also look at the people. They're given to eat and to drink and to rejoice. They were happy. Again, a promise that God had made in regards to this land, and of course, ultimately fulfilled Um, in his church. 
All right, we hear about how vast the kingdom is, right? Here in verse 21, and then also um, here in 24 through 25, right? How vast is it? It reigned over all the kingdoms from the Euphrates River to the land of the Philistines um, and as far as the border of Egypt. All right, so from which river was he talking about? Yeah, the Euphrates River. So um, here, I'll pull up the title frame again so you can see. All right, so it includes, uh, hopefully that's clear enough for you. We have all these other kingdoms, uh, including Edom and Moab, uh, and Ammon, uh, of course, Arab Damascus, all the way up to Hamath, you see. Uh, maybe not Tyre and Sidon, though, although he, those kingdoms felt him. Philistia is servant to, to Solomon as well. They've been conquered for a time. Okay, so you see it's the largest, really, that the kingdom will ever get is under Solomon. Of course, the people from these other lands that were under Solomon, what did they do? And we see here in verse uh, 27, right? Um, they brought food every month. They brought tribute. I think we also see that earlier, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, peace all on all sides around him, all the kings. Yeah. Well, anyway, they brought him tribute. And uh, what's the importance then of really what's being said here in verse 22 through 28? All of this richness provided to Solomon. This is God being faithful to his promise and bestowing riches and honor upon Solomon, right? So again, the promise made by way of Moses and then repeated by Joshua of the promised land, but also made to David and then also to Solomon, Solomon in the dream that we heard two days ago, back in chapter one. Of course, what's the significance of that all the kings, you know, brought tribute and serve Solomon all around, is that this is a sign of peace, right? There's the tribute, verse 21, right? A sign of peace. What's the significance about Solomon being the king, a king of peace? Of course, that's his name, right? Um, but through the son of David, real peace has been established through God and man, right? So Solomon here is a picture of Christ um, in his mediating role between God and man in bringing peace. Yeah. 30 cores of fine flour. That's just a measure of flour. There's a question in the chat here. Um, so there you go. What else did God give Solomon? There's the key. God is the subject and God's the one doing the verb. God gave wisdom and exceedingly great understanding, right? Great insight, discernment, as we talked about a couple days ago. And how wise was Solomon, according to the writer here? Sorry. Yeah, his wisdom exceeded all that of the East and Egypt, as well as all the wise men of his own day, right? And then how many Proverbs did Solomon speak? It says here, 3,000 Proverbs, and how many songs? 1,005, okay, many of these are contained uh, in the books of the scripture. Why is it important, do you think, that men of all nations of the earth came to listen to Solomon's wisdom? Why is it important that men of all nations of the earth came to listen to Solomon's wisdom? Again, think of who Solomon um, is the type or shadow of. That would be of Jesus, right? So this is like the preaching of the greater son of David, who is the wisdom of God. Remember, as all nations came out to him, regardless of where he was, by, by Galilee, 
or on the mountain or um, by the Jordan, all the people came out to hear him, Jesus. Um, and it is for the hearing that all the na- of the nations um, that Jesus gathers nations to him, who is wisdom. Um, I thought also earlier, we talked about the wise men from the east, couldn't help but think of uh, Epiphany there, right? And the visit of the Magi coming um, to pay homage to Jesus, who is wisdom. We we see that even a picture of that here. So Solomon is the son of David, um, but he teaches us of the greater son of David, Jesus, right? Good. And um, therefore, I would say also then his kingdom um, is a type or a shadow of Christ's kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. All right, so to summarize, God raised up Solomon to offer the peace to Israel that they had not known in the days of David. This peace would not last because this son of David was not the promised one. Even the riches of Solomon pale beside the riches of the kingdom of heaven. The eternal son of David bids us to come to his table and eat from the boundless feast of heaven. Jesus is the wisdom of God incarnate who has come to rule over all nations. He has purchased them with his own blood, and proclaims to them the message of peace for all who would believe in his name. This peace surpasses all understanding and brings us to the eternal throne of the Son of David. Good. All right, the close of the commandments. What does God say about all these commandments? He says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. What does this mean? God threatens to punish all who break these commandments, therefore we should fear his wrath and not do anything against them. But he promises grace and every blessing to all who keep these commandments, therefore we should also love and trust in him and gladly do what he commands. We pray. Almighty God, you threaten to punish all who break your commandments. Therefore, help us to fear your wrath and not do anything against them. But you will also promise grace and every blessing to all who keep your commandments. Therefore, forgive us our sins and strengthen our faith in Jesus, so that we love and trust in you and gladly do what you command. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray the collect for this week. O God, because without you we are not able to please you, mercifully grant that your Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts. For Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray for the church and her pastors, for all missionaries, teachers, deaconesses, and other servants of Christ in his church, for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray this day in Thanksgiving with Tara and Brandon, who celebrate their birthdays, with Donna and Maya, who celebrate their baptism, with Dick and Corey, Dan, Stephen, and Jackie, Ed and Bev, Scarlett, Norm and Donna, and Chelsea. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Tristan, Marcella, Kelsey, Ron, Amanda, Dan, John, and Timothy, Janice, Sandy, Ken, Kathy, and Mike, our homebound Bev, David, Roy, Willis, and Mickey. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially Orphan Grain Train. We pray in intercession for ourselves, that is, that we would disdain, have a disdain of earthly things. We pray for the family and friends of Kay Winter who continue to grieve her death. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Today is also the commemoration of Henry Melchior Muhlenberg, uh, who is a pastor, 
uh, here in the United States. So uh, maybe somebody you don't know, but you should know. So first, an introduction. Moving from the old world to the new, Henry Melchior Muhlenberg established the shape of Lutheran parishes for North America during a 45-year ministry in Pennsylvania. Born at Einbeck, Germany in 1711, he came to the American colonies in 1742. A tireless traveler, Muhlenberg helped to found many Lutheran congregations and was the guiding force behind the first Lutheran synod in North America, the Ministerium of Pennsylvania, founded in 1748. He valued the role of music in Lutheran worship, often serving as his own organist, and was also the guiding force in preparing the first American Lutheran liturgy, also in 1748. Muhlenberg is remembered as a church leader, journalist, liturgist, and above all, a pastor to the congregation in his charge. He died in 1787, leaving behind a large extended family and a lasting heritage, American Lutheranism. And I'll note, uh, much like uh, David and Solomon, um, uh, Muhlenberg's son is less faithful than his father. And then uh, American Lutheranism kind of takes a turn for the worst until, I would say, uh, the second wave of immigration in the in the uh, 19th century. All right, let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, the good shepherd of your people, we give you thanks for your servant, Henry Melchior Muhlenberg, who was faithful in the care and nurture of the flock entrusted to his care. So they may follow his example and teaching of his holy life, give strength to pastors today who shepherd your flock, so that by your grace, your people may grow in the fullness of life intended for them in paradise. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we pray our hymn for this week, Water, Blood, and Spirit Crying.
Dark the way, yet Christ precedes us past the skull of death. He leads us, spreads a table where he feeds us with his body and his blood. Go around as death is seething, God is to head sword unsheathing. By his spirit, life is breathing through the living active word. Spirit, water, blood, entreating, working faith, and it's completing in the one whose death defeating life has come and life for all. Good to have you with us here today for our Congregation of Prayer, Guide for Daily Meditation and Prayer Around God's Word. Uh, a little bit shorter than usual, but that's okay, right? Uh, a little less rant. Tomorrow will be a little bit longer. We're going to talk about Solomon building um, the temple, right? We heard about that with the threshing floor. It's going to take us uh, at least, well, we're going to start tomorrow and we'll continue next week, Monday and Tuesday, all right, and Wednesday, all right. So we'll have the uh, focus up on the temple for the next few days. Of course, Saturday we take a break to look at Sunday's readings to prepare for that. All right. So, uh, Lord be with you all. Uh, hopefully you can stay dry. It doesn't, hasn't started raining yet, but I think it will soon. Um, and uh, let's see, anything else? I don't think so. So, well, we'll see you again in the morning. Lord be with you.